0: Pastor Mike McCoy, welcoming you to the Time of Truth. Hebrews chapter 10, verse number 37. is where we're going to launch from tonight. Hebrews 10 and verse 37. And when, I, when Brother Gordon read this this morning, it just, it, it cranked my tractor. And uh, so... Uh, I hope this will challenge all of us tonight And, and I, I hope that it'll uh, It'll light a fire Under us, Brother Jimmy's right We've had one, praise God One precious soul I Can't put a value on that It's invaluable But uh, We uh, uh, We're a long way from 25 there, So 24 to go well, There's still a lot of the year left uh, so, got some things scheduled out. And I'm just going to see here. You found uh, Hebrews 10 and 37, shout amen for me. Amen. For yet a little while. And he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Amen. Father, I bless you. I thank you for the night, for allowing us to be behind the desk. I need your unction and your strength, Lord. I pray you'd fill my mouth, guard my tongue, and help me be accurate in the scripture. God, uh, we don't want to be to the left or to the right. We want to be uh, on point. And I pray that we'll be a help to somebody tonight, encourage them, God, and and encourage ourselves, God, in the word. David encouraged himself and the Lord. And so have your way tonight, and God, give us burdens for lost people. We ask it in the king's name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. I don't know. I don't know. We've heard this all our lives that the Lord is coming. And we all believe that he's coming. But we, maybe we don't know how soon he's coming. Now, no man knoweth the day nor the hour. We understand that. No, not the angels in heaven, but my Father only. Jesus speaking these words. <clears throat> I don't think that necessarily includes Christ now because, but because now all power is given him in heaven and earth. So there's... Uh, when he spoke that, he was on the earth. Now he's seated at the right hand of the Father in full knowledge of everything that's going on. He said, all power is given me in heaven and earth. So he has that, he has that uh, understanding, I'm sure, at this time. But uh, uh, for, uh, for yet a little while, when this, was, when this was written to the Hebrews, and if it's accurate, if my Bible's accurate, and it's around A.D. 64, you can plus or minus a year on either side of that. Let's say let's say it was seven years from from when this was written that that Titus is going to roll into town, and I mean it's going to be a bad day for the Jews. Jerusalem's going to be destroyed. The temple's going to be rent. Every rock's going to be turned over looking for the gold. We know all that stuff. And 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 when they're when they're reading this, you think that they no. How soon Titus is coming? <clears throat> no. They don't know how soon Titus is coming. They know they're oppressed. They know that there's trouble on every hand. They know this. They know that, that they're feeding Christians to lions. They know that, as, as, as we spoke here today, the gladiators are uh, bludging some of them to death. They know these things. They're living in that. And it's a difficult time. They're having a hard time. But when this is written, and yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and not tarry. Don't you know they say, even so come Lord Jesus. I mean, they're 30-something years out from Christ's ascension, and it's got bad. It's bad now for some people in some places. We haven't tasted the persecution here in America as ministers or people of God that they've tasted all around the world but I'm telling you, they're cutting people's heads off for for worshiping the Lord. We've been blessed in one respect. But in another respect, it's caused us to become cold and calloused. So I don't believe that. We never shut the house down. It's easy to fall into that. How soon... Could the coming of the Lord be? Now, Brother Ralph used in his message there the other night that prophecy was for two things. I like this. I'm still this. This was Brother Ralph Sexton said. Prophecy is for comfort and encouragement. For comfort and encouragement. In other words, it's not always going to be this way. There's a better day coming for the child of God. But we've lived pretty good the way it is right now. I mean, if we get in too bad of pain, we'll take a pill or get a surgery done. We're looking for something. We live in pretty much total comfort. I haven't gotten in a cold bed, and I don't know when. I turn that blanket on. That bad boy's toasty warm when I go to bed. If you're one of them people that like a real cold bed, and then you wouldn't like where I sleep because it's warm. Pat said, don't turn my side on. I'm just saying we live in comfort. We drove a pretty good car into church tonight and all sitting here in a temperature of 71.5 degrees. I mean, we got it made. Everything's good. How soon's it coming, Lord? Oh, since our fathers fell asleep. Peter said that they'd, they'd say that to us. The scoffers would say, we've heard that all our life. You hearing anybody say that lately? So, here we go just just a few things tonight i, I like what he used he used two two passages of scripture that jesus used there out of uh, uh, as it was in the days of noah and so shall it be in the days of the coming the son of man how was it in the days of noah This eating drinking marrying giving in marriage so it, it, i like what brother ralph said about this i'm gonna give him credit for everything i heard him say i, I don't want to be accused of plagiarism here but But he said this. He said, but in Noah's days, the thoughts and intents of their hearts were evil continually. I used that here the other day. And that's true. But the eating, drinking, marrying, giving in marriage was a sign of prosperity. So though everything was wicked, the people were wicked continually. The thoughts and imaginations of the heart was evil continually. Man, they was living the high life. I mean, if you got people, and I'll just go ahead and say it. Because I think God will judge us for it. If you got people that will pay $500 for a Super Bowl ticket or 5000 or whatever it was, I mean, it was a large amount of money. And I don't know how many people was there, 40,000, 50,000 people and all that money. And they're spending all that money on, on TV commercials and all these things. And we got people starving to death. Friend, this thing's backwards. I think the Lord is very aware, don't you? I don't think it's caught him by surprise or off guard. He knows right where we're at. He knew it would be this way. He'd give us that in the days of Noah. Then he said, "Is the days of Lot. And what was Lot? It was also prosperity, but it was perversion. I mean, when somebody don't know if they're a boy or a girl, they're in bad shape. And then you got parents... You got parents that don't have enough sense, than other to tell them this, we're going to let them decide what they are. They already are what they are. What are they thinking? And this, this blew my mind. They told me that there was, there was uh, little boys holding hands and high school and little girls cuddled up in the corner. They would have beat us to death. Why would they have done that? Because they loved us. That's why. You just let something go, it'll be wild. It'll be wild and untrained and it won't know what to do. And it'll be pitiful is what it'll be. And that's what they're doing to their own children. They just let them go and they're pitiful. Is it those days? Are we confused about this? This is very evident. I mean, you just watch any evening news program. I don't care what channel you pull on. They're all habitual liars, I think. And you just turn it on, but but they're telling you can see these things going on in the world. You know it's true. I like this. I wrote it down. He said this. He said, worldly woke and spiritual broke. That's it. I agree with them on this, but I've said it from the beginning. You've heard me preach this a hundred times or, or many times that I thought COVID was the beginning of sorrows. I was glad to have a doctor come in and, and agree with me on something. made me feel good. And, and, and I believe it's the beginning of sorrows, and it has done exactly what Brother Ralph said it done. It, it's isolated us and separated us. And that's a ploy of the devil. That's exactly what he wants to do. I want us to look at a a couple of pieces of scripture. uh, And I made my notes are terrible tonight, so I'm all over the page here. I I want us to look at, I think it's it's Luke 21 and 25. Uh, I hope I've got the right one. I haven't got mine marked either, so I'm flipping pages right along with you. Yeah, it's, it's where I want to go right here. That's where I want to go. So, brother David Mitchell, and we need to pray for Linda; she's sick again. But uh, uh, brother, brother David asked me about a fellow the other day. We had lunch together, and he said, Do "You ever, you ever listened to a fellow named Jimmy Evans? Anybody in here ever heard him? Jimmy Evans? I hadn't ever heard of him. I, I'd never watched any of his stuff. And and brother David said, you might." You might look at some of the stuff he's doing, you might like it. I want to read you right here what this says. Now, I know Joel says this uh, concerning the return of the Lord, but it's something very similar. But the, here's Jesus speaking And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth, distress of nation with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring. We're seeing all of those things happen, but something. Uh, uh, Haggy went out on a limb about blood moons, and people are saying, Well, oh, well, he's you know, all this uh, uh, that uh, has been uh, a little critical of him. But uh, Jimmy Evans said that in 1948, when Israel became a nation, they was the, he called it, here's what he called it he called it a tetran, and that means three sets of, of blood moons. And they all in 1948, when Israel becomes a nation. There was was blood moons, and they all come on Jewish feast days. Can you believe that? And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon. In 1967, an eight-day war, when they reestablished Jerusalem, took it over again. You know what there was? More blood moons on Jewish feast days. Can you believe that? In 2000, between 2014 and 2015, there was more blood moons, and guess when they fell on? jewish feast days can you believe that he said no time within a hundred years had this happened this was very unusual for them to happen in that space of time in in in, in less than a hundred years and yet they all fell and they all fall on jewish feast days he said now we know what happened in 48 and and the moons by the way were the next year Uh, then we know what happened in 67 with the war because in 48 a nation was born in a day and Isaiah asked that question can a nation be born in a day yep it sure can it's what happened to Israel it wasn't there UN noticed them recognized them as a nation they raised the Israeli flag praise God nation was born overnight but in 2014 and 15 Jimmy said this was his own opinion he said this is my belief now you can take it for what it is he said what I could find that was going on in Jerusalem or Israel uh, in 2014 and 15 was this, so much concentration on the temple mount. And this is a fact that all of the piece articles of furniture that's going to be inside the temple are setting ready to go in place. And the priests are in training in Jericho right now ready to make a sacrifice. I don't don't seem like that's too soon. They're not training them to, it, just so they'll do this outside in an open air. They need a temple. In the middle of the tribulation period, when you see the abomination in Matthew 24, when you see the abomination of desolation stand in the holy place, where is that? That's the temple. And that's three and a half years into it. If they got everything ready for the temple, the priest told Cal Ray Evans from Jerusalem Institute, we can build it in 57 days. In other words, it's prefabbed. It's sitting somewhere. They're just looking for the spot. How close are we? There's signs that, Things going, it's all, it's all around. And Now, Jesus said we wouldn't know the day and the hour, but he's very, he's very clear on signs that we can see. He's given us the warning. The sign is to show you what's coming down the road. You're going down the interstate, there's a big Cracker Barrel sign. Got them pancakes stacked that high. Next thing you know, you're looking for the next exit going to the Cracker Barrel. Why? Because the sign was effective. You saw the sign. If you don't see the signs now, you, you, you're, you're just not looking. Or you don't know anything about the Bible. And I'm afraid that the latter of that is what's predominant in the United States today. Let's, uh, 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 here, here's what 1 John 22 and 28 said. Now little children, abide in him that when he shall appear we may have confidence. And not be ashamed before Him at His coming. I liked what Brother Ralph said. He said, "Get right with God. Get right, if you fellow man. Get right. Can we be right with God if we're not right with man? So I want to. I, I, I want to." i want to go to matthew 24. i'm about done that's i'm i'm this uh i didn't i didn't put a lot in this i slept for an hour this afternoon and uh oh you talk about a controversial piece of scripture now you you can can read you can read after some commentaries or other preachers you can get a whole lot of different ideas on uh, he Matthew Matthew 24 and verse 32 everybody there now learn a parable of the fig tree now I don't think there's anybody any Bible student that doesn't agree that the fig tree typifies or is a picture of Israel the old Hosea I think it is Hosea that refers to them as being the fig tree and you take the law first mention and follow it right through the word of god and i think everybody's going to agree that it's a speaking to israel when his branches yet tender and putteth forth leaves you know that summer's nigh. in other words the season you can see the season why because it's budding i love it you can call them what you want to i call them easter lilies they're up about that high. My neighbors are already blooming. All mine's about that high right now, and I really—it's becoming my favorite flower because deer won't eat them. They're yanking the limbs off my rhododendron this evening. There's fourteen or fifteen of them in my yard. I wish somebody'd come and kill them all. Give them—give somebody meat. So likewise, ye. When ye shall see all these things, now, know that it is near even at the doors. All these things, what are these things? If you go from verse 8 that Brother Ralph used, uh, and, and, and I've used often of late, all these are the beginning of sorrows. That's not the tribulation period yet, but it's the beginning of sorrows. There's no doubt that we're headed that direction, coming to a tribulation period. There's no doubt you go from the, from the beginning of sorrows read through this I'm not going to read it all and this is, this is one statement though our Bibles sometimes break them up and Jesus said when you see all these things know that it's near even at the doors it's close to the door right there two steps one breath Verily, I say unto you, this generation shall not pass. Well, the question is, which generation is that? Some say some say it was, it was 40 years from this time when Titus come, so it must have been the generation that was alive then. Well, I disagree, because even though Titus come, tore them down, they didn't see this abomination of desolation standing in the holy place. They didn't see all these things come to pass. Well, why would, why would the Jew see that? Because they don't believe in Jesus. Amen. Amen. Now, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. Could it be? Could it be? I'm asking a question. Could it be that Israel, the little fig, When she put on her limbs, in other words, it's new. Could it be that from the time Israel was new to the coming Lord, could it be that that's the generation? Is everybody's wheels turning? So that's too long for a generation, preacher. Let's see what the Bible says about it. Genesis chapter fifteen. They've been a lot of years. I've tried to cram forty. One one commentator, I think it was Weersby, I was reading. After said a generation's twenty years. I don't know about that. One says it's forty years. They used it because that's the time when this was spoken. It was about forty years when Titus going to come. They said that's that's a generation. I go to Psalm, the days of a man will be three score and ten. I think, well, there it is. That's a generation. Others thought that. And they went 48, 58, they, uh, 58, 68, 78, 88, 98, 2008, 2018, 70 years. Some was chomping at the bit in 218 and said, I think he may come this year. What did I tell you? 15? Genesis 15? Go to verse 13. Now, this is God in Abram. This is for he changed his name. It's God in Abram, and God's talking to Abram. And he said unto Abram, Know of a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs and shall serve them and they shall afflict them for 400 years. 400 years. Do we know who that was? Israel. Thank you, Jimmy. We know that Israel was in Egypt. They were in bondage for 400 years. Just like God told Abram it's gonna be. Now he's talking to Abram here. It's a long time before they're going into bondage, but they're going. And your seed, your people, is going to be in there for 400 years. Is anybody still with me? And also that nation whom they shall serve will I judge. And they afterward shall they come out with great substance. And thou shalt go to thy fathers in peace. Thou shalt be buried in a good old age. But in the fourth generation. How many years are they going to be there? But in the fourth generation. They shall come hither again. Now I don't know. I'm not getting into the rest of that. I I just want to stop right there. But I just got to thinking. That. 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 If we use the law first mentioned in the eyes of God, a generation, according to that, what we just read was a hundred years. Wasn't 40, wasn't 70, wasn't 10 or 20 for sure. He said, you're gonna be there 400 years and in the fourth generation of that, you come in here again. That's pretty, uh, you think about it for a minute. That would tell me that God is saying, to April, that a hundred years is a generation. I may be wrong. I'm just believing what it says. Amen. If Matthew 24 and 32 is referring to Israel and the tree putting forth being new. And that being 48, we'd be about 26 years away from 100. Am I right? Some of you math people do it. I'm not good with numbers. No man knows the day nor the hour. not talking about days and hours. talking about seasons. It's not hard to tell that it's wintertime out there because there ain't no leaves on the trees and it's cold. In other words, it's hard to miss seasons. Signs are abundantly clear in the Word of God. I wish I'd have uh, uh, defined what uh, Jimmy Evans called a sign. It was great in the Hebrew, and, and he went over into Genesis, but I didn't have time to, to get it all down. But he don't have to wait 26 years. What if you minus seven off of that for tribulation period? What if you do? Whittles are on down there. Teresa Atkins brought me a picture a minute ago of myself and her son, Jerry Bubb, standing over there in the old sanctuary. And I was skinny and he was tall. And that seems like yesterday, Jimmy Pleasant. And your hair was black. Sure wasn't (laughs) white. That sure did go by fast. That's been at least 20 years ago. It might have been. I don't know. Could have been 22, Teresa. I don't know. Right in there somewhere. See, it went by in a hurry. you're trying to scare us all preacher I'm just trying to get us I'm just trying to get us thinking about this things this is for sure if he said yet a little while in Hebrews and we're 2,000 years from then and I know I agree with Ralph the days that with the Lord is a thousand years and a thousand years a day and no doubt six days behind us and the seventh day he rested and we're on the verge of the seventh day the Gregorian calendar's off. Just a little bit, they fuss about that, and we might miss it five or ten, plus or minus one side or the other. But the thing here's the question of questions of the ages: Are you ready to meet the Lord when He comes? That's just that's just that's just it. Are we ready to meet the Lord? I don't know that there'll be many people that won't have something to be ashamed of when he shows up. Amen. If nothing else, just, just the sin of omission. But the American church has cooled off, huh? we need a fire built under us. And understanding that, that, that our children's not getting any help out there You need to bring them in here. I'll tell them the truth. I promise you. I promise you. I'm looking you right in the eye. I'm going to promise you. I'll tell your kids the truth. I'll preach the Bible to them. I'll tell them what goes and what don't go. And we won't be the biggest church in town. I'm not in a popularity contest. It's all about the Lord Christ. We either, he said, I must increase and you need to decrease what john said about it he must increase i must decrease so the question today is the question the question for all of us is today are we ready to to meet the lord are we are we are we here's how i wish my anticipation would grow at the coming of the lord and not just so i can get out of here uh but but when we know little Bud's about to show up at the house, there's all kinds of anticipation. We get excited, I get the toys out. I've got one car sitting there now, so he'll walk in the house, he'll sit and he'll say, Hey, my car. That's what he'll say, as soon as he sees it, I know it's what Pat said if we don't see him any sooner than we have in the last bit, he's gonna walk in and say, Is that the car I left sitting there last time I was here six months ago? But it should be with great enthusiasm and anticipation that to come in the Lord. And I tell you, I'm telling you, it's, a, it's, a, it's going to be a sad event for those that aren't ready to meet Christ. Amen. It's a sad event. There's nothing more horrible in anyone's life ever if they lived with cancer on their, in a nursing home for 40 years and unable to move, it's not going to be as bad as meeting Christ unprepared. Because that thing's forever. I can't my mind can't wrap around that. That's forever. Amen. Come get somewhere. Let's sing invitation song. I want you to stand to your feet tonight. And I said, I said that, I said that, four hundred year thing, and hundred years from forty-eight, just to spark your thought process that that could be, according to the Lord, a generation right there, and it, and that could be Israel as a new nation could be. I wouldn't, I'm not dogmatic about it, but I, that's my personal conviction. And there these things, in, but I'm going to be honest with you, it could be that He come in the next five minutes. no flesh spared it could be quick I hope you're ready to meet him tonight while we sing Brother Randall Pastor Mike McCoy thanking you for joining us at the time of truth